0: Thank all of the podcast listeners that are joining in with us today. Uh, This is Aspiration Athletics Podcast, and as usual, I'm your host, Devin Bernison. If you have not yet signed up for our listener support, please do so. That always helps the podcast. It helps me keep the podcast running. And uh, we've got a pretty special guest with us today. Uh, He is a three-time national qualifier, a... Competitor in the NG or excuse me NJCAA. Uh, so we have Baker Hadwan with us. Uh, is it Bakker or Baker?
1: It's Bakker. Yeah.
0: It's Bakker. Okay. So Bakker Hadwan is with us today, and he is a wrestler for Life University, and he's going to kind of give us a deep dive about what that experience has been like. But before we dive into that, man, we've known each other for a few years, dating back to I want to say. Maybe jun- junior year? Sophomore, junior year? Yeah, uh, back in junior year of high school, so like 2014. I want to say 2014, man, and uh, it, it's interesting. I've always wanted to get a wrestler on the podcast. Um, I've had some business owners uh, in, the, in the sport performance realm of things, and I've had some professional athletes, uh, some Olympic-level athletes, and uh, I've really wanted to get a wrestler on the podcast. I couldn't think of a better person to bring on than Bacher um somebody that I've had a a uh, a relationship with uh at a, as a as a former wrestler and um uh competitor and uh we've actually wrestled a few times man and I, I think that's pretty funny that the, the audience will find interesting I'm 0 for 3 in that exchange um so I'm looking to looking to hopefully close that gap in the exhibition <laughs> match no I'm just kidding man um But, uh, yeah, man, let's talk about, you know, kind of where your journey started in wrestling. Um, How'd you get to kind of leaning into that sport? Because it's 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 not a super popular sport. So tell us a little bit about how you got into wrestling, kind of what inspired you to wrestle.
1: Yeah, so I started wrestling in the seventh grade. Um, It was just like a flyer going around my middle school. And I was like, you know what? Um, I was like 160 pounds in the seventh grade, so I was a pretty uh, bigger kid, Yeah, and uh, I thought I was going to be good at it right away, but it turns out I was really bad at it when <laughs> I first started. Um, I was super unathletic and just, yep. a, just a fat middle school kid. So um, yeah, I started in seventh grade, and um, I've kept with it ever since. Yeah, so I've been wrestling for over 10 years now.
0: Yeah, it's so funny, man. Uh, I I started in seventh grade myself, and and pretty similar, um, kind of, it was pushed on me, like, hey, you got to do something right now during this season. And uh, it was after, like, football, and I had just gotten thrown into that the (laughs) the season before. Um, So, starting younger like that, it's actually, it sounds younger, but it's really... Could you explain to the audience, That's actually late as far as wrestling is concerned, right? Kind of beginning in the sport?
1: Yeah, most of um, my teammates started uh, way younger, like elementary school and even younger than that. Um, So starting in the seventh grade uh, was kind of late for me um, Mm -hmm. compared to other college-level wrestlers. Um, But yeah, starting in seventh grade was late because the seasons are only like one month or two months. So you only get, like, two months in seventh grade, two months in eighth grade, and then you're ready wrestling in high school.
0: Yeah, the the preparation period is pretty short. And, then, I mean, would you say you were kind of behind the eight ball as far as it goes? Where Were you compared with your competition at that time?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely behind. Um, I did not start, like, understanding or really grasping the sport until, like, my junior year of high school. So it took me, like, four years to really – like get competitive with people mm. in my age group.
0: Yeah, I can I can definitely understand that. It's it's different or it's really interesting to see how the motivations change as you develop as a wrestler and and it never gets easier. Um I think you just become better acclimated to it. Uh so can you talk a little bit about what it is that kind of changed your motivations. It sounds like it was rough at the start. What, what kind of helped push you through? I mean, was it like an intrinsic motivation? You had to prove something to yourself? What, what, what conjured, um, this, this nature to, to, to chase getting better and progressing in the sport?
1: Um, yeah, just, um, how I am as a person, you know, um, I took wrestling as a challenge and when I first started wrestling, um, I really loved it. So I fell in love with the sport and I just wanted to get as good as I could. Um, so all my, like my, my entire life, I just tried to become as good as possible basically. And um, I did all the summer tournaments I could. Uh, I did extra practices um, during season and out of season. Um, I just did everything in my power to get myself to that next level. And there was always like that chip on my shoulder because, um, I was a late bloomer in high school. So, um, usually when I lost matches, um, it wasn't because the guy was better than me. It was just because the guy was usually just bigger and stronger than me. So, um, it definitely took a lot of growing, um, in the sport and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I, I can totally agree with that, man. And it, it's uh it's definitely a testament to your stick most people wouldn't get that far um especially after taking some some bumps and bruises on on some losses that are tough and uh it's it's funny because i remember seeing you at just about every summer wrestling you know just like anything to do with a duel a tournament you were there man um I've seen you at every single national tournament that I, that I attended and there were plenty that I didn't go to that uh, I know you were at. So kind of talk to me about that, that process of, was it, was that the the factor that allowed you to get better was kind of understanding like this needs to be a full-time gig Were you not taking it as serious when you were younger, Uh, when you started rather.
1: Um, No, it just took some time to, definitely grow into this sport. Wrestling isn't something um, most people can pick up right away. And that was the case for me. So um, I knew getting as much mat time as possible would uh, definitely make me a lot better as a wrestler because, you know, no way, uh, the best way of getting better is just throwing yourself in there, you know? So yeah, I wrestled at every single tournament I could. And uh, that's kind of what um, made me into the wrestler I am today. So just making sure you get yourself out there and uh, get as much mat time as possible. Definitely helped me a lot.
0: So for you was a matter of, of getting as much experience and repetition as possible.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And it's, it's interesting because a lot of people, what they tend to do in high school, especially a lot of successful high school wrestlers is some, most of them are like football players or just really strong athletes that have developed Uh, pretty early on like you said you were a late bloomer and if you know anything about wrestling that can certainly impact your performance on the mat because you can be technically more sound than the person in front of you and they're just out muscling you Um, especially when you're you're not quite developed into your body and to see how you change from your sophomore year to your junior year uh, is kind of what I want to talk about next because would you agree that that's probably your biggest improvement point?
1: Yeah, definitely. Every single year I tried to, you know, jump levels every single year. Like um, my freshman year uh, had one varsity win. And then um, my sophomore year, I was still wrestling JV tournaments. And, um, you know, I didn't even qualify for the district tournament until I was a junior. So um, definitely that every single year I was trying to, be better than I was the previous year, which is a lot of athlete schools, but yeah, um, yeah, definitely transitioning from my sophomore to junior year. Um, I went from not even qualifying for the district tournament to qualifying for regionals, losing in the blood round, being like a point away from qualifying for the state tournament, which is a huge deal in wrestling. Um, and then, yeah, just uh, trying to become better than I was the year before.
0: Now, it's, it's different how wrestling is um, in the state of Michigan versus other states. Maybe you can elaborate on that just a little bit for those that aren't familiar or maybe come from California where it's just like a bunch of regionals.
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, Michigan has four divisions for the state tournament. Um, for Georgia, um, where I'm currently living, uh, there's seven divisions, so... Um, usually the last divisions you have, the more competitive the state is. Um, mm. that's not the case for all states, but, um, it makes it harder to win a state title in Michigan versus, um, Georgia, I'm not taking right. any credit from Georgia wrestling. Georgia has great wrestlers. Um, but comparing it to a state like California, California is one division, I believe. So, um, it's super hard to win a state title in California, um, versus Michigan's because, uh, the divisions, like
0: I mentioned. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's funny. You look at how each state matches up and I know you've done some national tournaments uh, for, for the junior Olympic team, um, wrestling for team Michigan and uh, doing some national competitions. How do you say Michigan stacks up in the pool of competitive states
1: um yeah michigan is up there we're, we've always been a tough wrestling state um i would agree yeah. yeah um we're we'll try to like compete with the pennsylvania national teams and iowa and all those kind of teams those teams are those always, boys can
0: wrestle man yeah
1: yeah <laughs> the Wrestling's like a, a life a different lifestyle out there for them but yeah michigan's always been tough
0: i think uh i think a lot of that too is is Training in the cold. I don't know. I mean, you got to imagine if you're coming from the southern belt, um, you know, that that dynamic of training is a little different. Yeah, you're facing some some harsher temperatures in the opposite direction. But I remember running, dude, in like snowstorms and stuff like did you ever have any like extreme practices in high school? Uh, as far as the weather's related, yeah. like having to just kind of gut it out. I remember
1: there was a bunch of snow days where we still had practices.
0: So school would get canceled because of yep. snow days and then uh, we'd still have It's basically an all weight cutting day at that point. Yeah, exactly.
1: And um, I was living in Muskegon, Michigan, which is um, more up north than uh, Dearborn or Livonia where I uh, grew up. Um, so... There was, uh, more extreme weather up there when I was in junior college. Um, so yeah, there was, there was definitely some, uh, elements you had to face while training up there.
0: Yeah. And it affects your, your ability to cut weight, which is one of one of kind of dive into next because you are like the master of making weight. You've had a couple of close calls, but if I can remember anything from, uh, our days in, in doing the national competitions, the grappler and things like that, man, you were you were getting down there. You, you, you decided on a weight class and you made it. And there were no other ifs, ands, or buts about it. So kind of talk to me about that because I know you floated from like 195, 189, all the way up to like 215, 220.
1: Yeah, um, I jumped around a lot um, with weight classes, especially during summer tournaments and stuff like that.
0: Is that a personal decision or a coach's advice? Advice um, for the team? I usually or?
1: just go um, whatever really weight I think I can make. So um, I remember for there was like a TOC tournament in Ohio back in my junior year of high school. Um, and I was walking around like 210. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to go 189 um, because that tournament's super tough. And I wanted to place at it. So I ended up cutting from like 210 to 189 um, in like a week just to wrestle at that tournament. Um, But there's been, uh, like, usually um, at my freshman year of college, uh, when I was at MCC, um, they wanted me to go 84 when I got there, and I was, like, 220 coming in. So transitioning from uh, being a 215-pounder in high school to then uh, them saying, hey, we need you at 84 and not 97 – that was a huge transition for me. And then after that year, I was like, yeah, I'm never going 84 again after that. But um, now that I'm older, I realize cutting weight isn't end-all, be-all of the sport. And, um, yeah, I'm 23, almost 24, and I, I rarely cut as much weight as I used to when I was in high school because I realized uh, you can compete a lot better um, by naturally dieting all year round and staying near your weight.
0: Yeah, I can't emphasize that enough, man. Uh, that's that's another thing I want to bring up. We talk a lot about sport physiology and just optimizing performance, and I always relate it to my wrestling experience. And you're reporting even that the weight cutting isn't, isn't the holy grail of what's going to allow you to perform better in these tournaments. And that tends to be the number one thing option for most teams, most high school uh, competitors is like, just get to the next lowest weight class and you'll do better. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about how, just how it relates to weight classes and how your training in high school differs now than your training in college? Because I'm sure you guys have Found a way to optimize your training so that you're performing better on the mat, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, training from compared to high school to college is there was a huge difference, and there was a lot of like growing pains when I got to high school because I wasn't the best high school wrestler, and I realized how competitive it was getting to college, just even because um, I started out in junior college. That's the NJCAA and now well tell, tell the audience how you finished
0: uh as as a high as your high school camp yeah
1: so um my senior year uh was the only time i ever qualified for the state tournament and only time me uh becoming all state and placing um i took sixth in division one at 215 pounds and then um that was the only time i never qualified for uh um state tournament before my senior year so i was a one-time qualifier one-time placer and then qualifying for more national tournaments in college um than I did qualifying for state tournaments in high school so I was a two-time junior qualifier or junior national qualifier and then one time in the NAI, which I currently wrestle
0: at right now okay I'm glad you clarified that because there are different divisions and uh um MCC which which I want to kind of dive into next uh you were – that's where you started out of yeah, high school. Yeah, I went to Muskegon Community, Community College,
1: college um, right after high school. I didn't have any um, college offers. MCC was kind of like the only school that were like, hey, yeah, come wrestle for us. We'll give you $500 a semester to come wrestle, which uh, isn't really much. But um, junior college tuition is pretty cheap. So financial aid covered most of it, and then my, my scholarship covered the rest. So –
0: that's great, man. You had an opportunity to to build your resume there, which you did not take lightly and ended up uh, ended up qualifying uh, at Muskegon in the 184 um, week because At the
1: end of the year, I wrestled 97. Yeah, so...
0: You did yeah, wrestle Yeah, so the beginning okay. of the year, they, they got me
1: down to 84, and then I transitioned to 97 later in the year.
0: Okay. Yeah. And what would you say... And like how? Because I knew a bunch of guys that um, had kind of gone in and out of MCC. Uh, we had one of our own at the time, Jordan Markey, who was a one forty five pounder, uh, one thirty five pounder, excuse me. Um, and he uh, he wrestled for Muskegon for not too long. Um, I don't even think he made it a full season, but. Talk to me a little bit about your team atmosphere. What was it like uh, with team versus your current team? Um,
1: Yeah, so um, junior college, yeah, there's a lot of people with uh, rough starts that go there. So um, they don't usually have the best opportunities, and it's kind of like people's last options. But for me, it was my only option. So, um, yeah, junior college is a different atmosphere compared to NCAA. Um, I wish I could describe it better. Um, I went, uh, to my junior college for three years. I ended up registering there as well. Um, but yeah, junior college is uh, a great start for those athletes who, um, aren't the best athletes or don't have the best grades coming out of high school. And it's honestly, at the end of the day, it's just the opportunity and it's what you do with it. Um, MCC kind of just got like the best guys that end up not going anywhere. So that's why Marky ended up there. Marky was a great wrestler, and he ended up at MCC. But, yeah, it's honestly what you do with that opportunity. Like, for me, it was it was honestly, like, my last chance to keep wrestling. Um, so I definitely took full advantage while I was
0: there. Yeah, you certainly capitalized, man. And that's why I want to highlight your success is because it seems like through each phase of this tenure in wrestling, which which, as we know, is sadly a – Kind of dead end sport. There's not very many opportunities once you get out of college, as far as wrestling goes. I mean, there's opens and there's grappling that you can do, which I'll talk to you about that and your interest in that later. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a very selfless sport, very selfless sport. Um, Let's talk a little bit about your struggles in college I mean it it's already tough to transition to college as a high school wrestler that wasn't a state champ right so going into um, a tough environment that you're now having to start all over again and be kind of that that guppy right around a bunch of sharks so talk to me a little bit of because it's that it, you you said you've redshirted your freshman year so do you think that that helped you? Um, so
1: I actually redshirted my um, second year at MCC. So I, st- I started okay. my freshman year and then I redshirted the next year because I got hurt. And then I ended up finishing out my junior college eligibility because in community college, you only have two years to wrestle. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I uh, qualified for nationals as a true freshman, which it's junior college nationals. Um, I don't want people getting like the divisions mistaken. Um, but yeah, transitioning from high school to college was something that was extremely hard for me, um, just with classes and, um, the practices and stuff like that, because, uh, MCC recruited a lot of good kids. And, you know, as the year gets, goes by, the team got smaller and smaller. Um, that's pretty much how it is at every program in in college wrestling, um, but yeah, definitely transitioning from high school to college was super hard for me. Um, but I, I learned a lot from it, and it made me the wrestler I am today. So I'm better for it. But yeah, I wrestled my freshman year um, at 84 and 197, and then um, I got hurt the following year. Um, I read.
0: Talk to me about that. What happened? What happened uh, the year you wrestled? Um, so I
1: I herniated he a disc between my L4 and L5 um, vertebrates. Oh, man. So um i did like a lot of uh physical therapy for that and i was out for like 2 months um ended up making it back uh i wrestled some matches uh um that year uh i got like 20 matches in so i ended up wrestling the whole second half of the season did some stuff in the first first half but yeah um that's just overcoming adversity though um it honestly helped me out a lot because as like the more years you wrestle in college, the more it helps you grow. So, um, that attributed my success before leaving MCC. So it was definitely, I mean, I look at everything happens for a reason and,
0: mm. um, that's just, building blocks. Right? Yeah.
1: That's just a part of God's timing. So, um, Agreed, man. yeah, definitely. Uh, it was a setback, but it was also like, um, just another year to grow. I got over it. Um, I still have back issues even because I've been wrestling in college for six years. So,
0: um. well, and, and I think too, it's, it's worth mentioning that a lot of, a lot of really, really talented wrestlers get injured and they come back with not only a chip on their shoulders, but they come back better. And I want to kind of want to dive into that a little bit because I, I believe it, a lot of it is psychology. Um, how you you push uh, yourself even in the midst of what would be, you know, um, something that is a hardship uh, for you and and a constraint at that. But talk to me about your training because most people in that kind of situation that have to continue to try to pursue wrestling have to change the way they train, especially with a back injury. Talk to me a little bit about what that path to – recovery looked
1: like for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, handling adversity, um, defines you as a person. Um, adversity definitely makes you stronger when you overcome it. Um, but yeah, getting over an injury, uh, I was really, really hungry when I was younger. Um, I like to think I still am, but, um, with that hunger, you get discouraged when you can't, like physically put yourself out there and I was getting ready for my last year at MCC. Um, and it kind of changed my path. It made me uh red shirt, um, and extend my time at MCC. So, um, definitely overcoming that injury put things in perspective for me as in like, uh, scholarship opportunities and, um, uh, how my career and timeline kind of played out because um I'm not sure if I would have placed or not that year, um at the junior college national tournament if I did if I was healthy that whole year and I did end uh, up wrestling through that whole year, um and not being redshirted, um so that that injury forced me into a red shirt and I kind of just took it as you know what I'm gonna grow from this and uh, being I was 19 at the time. 1920 um and being that young it's it gets discouraging but um like I said everything happens for a reason um I just have to get healthy and then start getting after it right away so it kind of slowed things down for me but um in a sense I needed things to be like slowed down if that makes sense yeah because the following year I, I end up taking third in the country so um, I'm not sure if I, w- I, I think in, in my eyes, I think I would have
0: placed that year, but I don't know if I would have placed that high. Well, I think it's interesting, this point you bring up how it's almost like an undulation, right? You, you, you work so hard, you work yourself into this kind of peak and then you hit a all time low and then you've got to climb out of that to get further past the peak that you've, uh, you attained before you got injured. So we like to think of this and in, in especially how I implement training for all sorts of different athletes, wrestlers included, is thinking about how that peak looks and how we can avoid injury um, by mitigating how much training you do or how much weight training you do or how much cardio you're doing, manipulating those variables so that we're not overstressing the body. Would you say that 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 red shirt kind of gave you, although you were still working and you were still hungry, did it give your body like a physical break and your mind a a kind of a mental break to be able to come back that following year and to dominate the way that you did?
1: Um, well, in college wrestling, like that red shirt year isn't really ever a break, um, uh, I still work pretty hard but I feel like that time that I was like gone and I couldn't practice and I couldn't train at all um, uh, I really had the soul search at that time because I was I was on like a lot of heavy muscle relaxers and stuff like that and I would I remember just like not being able to wake up for class because I was on muscle relaxers and I've I'm the type of guy I've never done anything in my life I never drank I never smoked uh, never done any type of drugs so um, I was on these muscle relaxers. I remember I just couldn't. I wasn't able to wake up for class, and I was just like so depressed and down on myself that I was just like, um, you know what? I, I don't. I just maybe it kind of like made me pause time a little bit, and it was just like during the time I was injured, it was a break. But when I was redshirted and then I got healthy again, I you know right away I got back into the swing of things and. I was training every day with the starters and um, going as many opens as possible. Right. When I got healthy again. So um, I took two red shirt years in my college career and um, I would say both of them weren't really breaks. It was more of a, um, a growing period in my wrestling career and right. other college wrestlers will tell you the same thing um, when you're on a competitive team and you're a red shirt, Um, it's kind of like wrestling another full season. You're just not attached to the team um, in a competition sense.
0: And I can totally see how that would be a mental battle too. I mean, you're still having to, what it sounds like, have the same output uh, physically and without getting the opportunity to, to wrestle, you know, to, to, to earn your spot. So, yeah, man, that sounds really tough. And, it just shows that even despite that adversity, you seize that opportunity. And I, I tend to like to invite a lot of, of guests on that were kind of dark horses or underdogs in any respective sport or field that they've pursued. And uh, no better person came to mind when I was thinking of a wrestler to bring on. And uh, I, I want to talk a little bit next about what your aspirations are because it sounds like you've, you've achieved a lot that you didn't even, I, I mean, I, did you expect this to happen to get as far as you did?
1: Um, did I expect it? Yes. And no. Like at the same time, like I, I surprised myself a lot, um, like throughout my career, but at the same time, um, me just being like the athlete I am. And I'm thinking like, and the wrestler I am, I can always do better than what I did before. Um, so I'm always thinking, you know what? Yeah, this is a great accomplishment, but I can do better. And, uh, I lost in the blood round at the NAI national tournament, uh, last year, right before, uh, COVID shut down everything. Um, so that's something that kind of just like, um, that was like a stab in the heart kind of, so that definitely gave me a lot of motivation for like this, this, this last year. Um, but Yeah.
0: Well, talk to me about this last year as you're going in, and that's kind of where I wanted to, to follow up with as far as your aspirations go. You you say that you, you, you expected this to happen to a certain extent, right? Some setbacks along the way, um, but nevertheless getting it done. And it sounds like you didn't doubt yourself. So talk to me a little bit about your aspirations going into this season. You're hungry, for one. I get that sense. Is there any – Stats that you're chasing something you're trying to prove to yourself as far as your performance goes. And what is yeah, that? Yeah, man. Like?
1: I I've been wrestling in college for so long. So uh um and losing the blood round last year, I would love to win a national title this uh this year. Um God willing we have a, a tournament in a normal season or yeah, normal season this year. But um yeah, losing the blood round definitely um kind of killed me a little bit. Uh I, red, or I redshirted again when I got to um, Life University. Um, that's the NA, NAIA school I'm currently at right now. Um, so I redshirted and then I competed this following year, lost a little blood round. So, definitely, my aspirations for this season is you know, I just want to finish out as strong as possible, um, stay healthy, stay motivated, um, stay focused, just all those things. I know how good I can be when I'm peaking and um how tough it is to win a national title so i'm definitely um those are my goals and aspirations for this season
0: your edge do you have an edge going into your matches going into a tournament um some people they have rituals that they do before stepping onto the mat some people sniff smelling salt some people just have one move that they're excellent at that they try to run into the ground and if it isn't broke don't fix it what is your edge
1: um i'm really strong in my faith so i always pray to god before um i wrestle each match um just to stay healthy just so i can compete um to the best i possibly can so um definitely my faith is what has kept me going for so long so uh that's kind of the, my edge for me i know i live a really good lifestyle i i know i don't do many wrong things in life so um I I kind of step out onto the mat with a clean mind and a clean heart so that definitely um kind of gives me an edge against my opponents
0: yeah when you're stepping up against uh an opponent who you know may have been this isn't super common with wrestlers (laughs) but may have been drinking uh, throughout the past weekend or just isn't focused because their girlfriend is giving them trouble. I mean, let's talk a little bit about that because I feel like that's something that my coaches really hammered into our heads was like, female influence is going to be a detriment to your performance. Do you agree or disagree for one? And then two, kind of explain your reasoning and what your experience was like.
1: Um. Yeah. Definitely. If you don't have the right girl in your life, um, that could be a negative impact. Um, I always try to limit my distractions, um, to zero. <laughs> but yeah, I like to, uh, not have any distractions. I live a very simple life, and uh, if if something isn't helping me, it's hurting me. So I kind of have that attitude to everything. Like I get anxiety if I eat something bad or if I sleep too late. So that's the type of person I am. Um, so I definitely don't um, allow things that are bad for me to come into my life very often.
0: Well, and it certainly shows, too, man. Um, not only have you improved in your, your skill and your tact as far as your competitive edge goes and, and your, um, your ability to compete at a higher level, but your fit changed immensely since high school um you started at you know this underdeveloped high school aged uh, and then started as a late bloomer um, and then now you're you know you're you're lean you're you've probably for the first time in the last few years had a nice set of abs and you, I mean you've got to feel good about your efforts now yeah, right?
1: it's all subjective though like every single year you're just trying to get better like I said, um, uh, I've always been that, that underdog, usually, because I, I grew up fat my whole life. I was fat until like my sophomore year of high school. So even to like this day, I think I'm like that still that same fat kid. But
0: you see yourself as the same who yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so, that's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that, that, that can certainly. Um, like, by, people have like body dysmorphia and stuff like that. Do you, do you think that wrestling has helped you or hurt you in that um, regard?
1: I don't know. Um, that's that's a tough question because I know definitely wrestling has shaped me into the man I am today, and I'm, yeah, you know, Agreed. I definitely like every single time I level up in life, I I feel like I've grown into this this person I've become through wrestling. So, um, yeah, that's a tough question.
0: I would have to agree with you, man. Um, the reason why I ask is, is, I find myself pondering on that all the time. I mean, I, I, I bring myself to wrestling as the experience that kind of helped shape my work ethic. Uh, I'm sure you can agree yep. to that as well. Uh, it's it's a tough sport, and it's it takes a lot of mental stick to itiveness. And when you're not winning all of the time or uh, you're facing injury or things like Bakker has faced in his career, um, it can certainly uh, plunder your motivation. And you sound hungrier than ever to get back on the mat and to get another opportunity to to win a national title. And I, I certainly think you can do that this season. Talk to me a little bit about, because this is where my interest um, has developed in, in watching you progress because I'm a geek about these things, but I notice you're doing a little bit more barbell training and your back being a constraint. How have you handled doing barbell training, um, having to make that adjustment? Um,
1: Yeah, definitely building up your core muscles and um, warming mm-hmm. up. Warming up is essential. The older I get, the more I have to warm up. Um, so before hey, <laughs> any lift or any practice, you know, I'm always stretching, foam rolling. I, I just got a massage gun, so I'm always doing something like that. Um, just making sure my body is at the best I can provide it for that workout, if that makes sense. You know, just so I'm as ready as possible to push myself. To my limits in that practice or in that workout, um, just to make sure I avoid injury. And um, I, I always talk to people, and they're like, oh, you're only 23, you shouldn't feel this old. And I, I feel so old for being 23, and I wish I could uh, describe it better. But uh, six years in college wrestling is like 12 in other, any other sport. So. <laughs>
0: I would have to agree with that. Uh, the the <clears throat> issues I have with my shoulders from being uh, double jointed are still felt to this day, and I haven't wrestled since 2015. Um, so I can totally, and that was just high school. You know, that was just uh, kids that are. I, I don't want to say they're not super talented, but they're not you know, competing for a national title in a collegiate program. So there's there's a, there's a certain amount of stress that goes on your body, man. And when you're in high school, it's, it's definitely high uh, being in wrestling. But as you get into college, man, you really start to beat yourself up, which kind of puts me into my next question. What's the supplement line look like for you? I, I see some of your stories. I see you get into – supplements you train your body you, you do a little bit more than just wrestling practice calisthenics so what does it look like for you to have a post-workout
1: meal yeah so um i always try to keep my diet and like supplementation on point uh i learned a lot about supplementing i worked at gnc for like a year and a half which isn't a yeah good place super to start. but uh yeah i just i stick to the basics i try to you know high protein um, and healthy carbs and a lot of micronutrients. Uh, so I'm always trying to eat as much vegetables as I can, um, sticking to lean proteins and healthy carbohydrates. So I have uh, a whey protein I take after practice and, uh, uh, some creatine always helps throughout the season. If, um, my weight allows for it, uh, definitely sticking to, uh, a decent pre-workout before practice. If we practice in the morning or if we have a lift in the mornings, just stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And would you say that that is a noticeable difference in your output being and taking on those stuff or taking those supplements? Um, they definitely
1: help. It's not end all be all with uh, supplementing. Like it doesn't make a drastic difference, but it definitely does mm. help um, especially with things like recovery, fatigue, Um, just basic stuff like that. You know, if you have access to it, why not take it? if it's allowed at NCAA, take it. Um, because we do follow those guidelines strict and, uh, you, uh, definitely have to abide by them because there's uh drug tests and stuff like that. So, um, all the supplements there are allowed that you can take and any, everything that's NSF, right. It's NSF certified. Um, Mm. yeah, yeah, definitely stick to that. Um, whatever the NCAA puts out and uh, try to get as much stuff into your diet as possible because that stuff does help. But also the main point is having a healthy diet. That's the, that's the biggest part of it. You can supplement all day. But if your diet isn't on point, then it's uh, kind of like, uh, you know, just balancing things out.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you can't outwork a yeah. bad diet and somebody who's got a, I worry about com- combat with another human being um you want to feel the best you can and i've talked a little bit about stomach related issues and how it relates to um like post weigh in foods talk to me a little bit about what your favorite post weigh in food is that is light enough to give you some energy and heavy enough to keep you satiated until you're ready to have another snack or eat something after the tournament. Kind of talk to me about what it looks like for you to stay fueled at an all-day tournament because these things are all yeah. freaking day, guys. They're all Yeah, day. so
1: um, my number one go-to right away is probably some coconut water um, or like a Pedialyte. I know a lot of guys that still drink Gatorade. I don't know why.
0: OG Pedialyte, yeah. man. I don't
1: know why people still drink Gatorade and like, especially, yeah, exactly. sugar water. it
0: provides like almost
1: zero <laughs> um, benefit to your post cut, like uh, weigh in, hi- rehydration type of thing. Um, yeah. It's good for the carbs right. and it's good for that kind of stuff, but you know, you can get carbs from better sources. Um, so yeah, I like drinking uh, coconut water Pedialyte right after I weigh in. Um, I'm try to, I try to get a lot of healthy carbs in a lot of healthy fats in right away. So I probably like eat like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich after weigh-ins or something like that. Something light because, uh, most of the tournaments we go to are mostly dual meets. Actually, it's like a hour, hour break in between weigh-ins, um, and then competitions right after. So, um, I definitely keep it light. Um, and I try not to cut a lot of weight. That's what I try to do. So I'm usually dieting throughout my week and then Friday I'm putting on the sweats and uh doing that weight cut practice and getting on weight usually the night yeah. before I weigh in because I don't like cutting weight any earlier. I feel like that takes away from my my practice week. Um, because I'd
0: rather right get better at wrestling than getting better at cutting weight. So hundred percent man and for you cutting weight has changed over the course of your tenure and and over the course of you maturing as a wrestler kind of finding what your body feels good at talk to me about how much weight you're cutting if it's okay um for you to yeah uh, how much weight you're cutting before a a match yeah
1: i remember when i was in high school and i would cut weight like stupid amounts of weight for like jb tournaments and i wish i had someone being like hey Uh, just wrestle whatever you weigh because you need to get better at wrestling, not cutting weight. So I wish I had someone tell me earlier, wrestle whatever you're walking around at when you're younger, because cutting a lot of weight doesn't really um, benefit you that much, especially at the upper weights. Um, Like me wrestling summer tournaments, if I can wrestle like 205 or 195 and not have to cut a lot of weight, then I, I would rather do that going back. Than dropping more weight to wrestle at a lighter weight class, but um currently uh, uh I'd say my diet's pretty good right now. Um, I walk around at like two oh eight, so I'm only like ten pounds over my weight class. I wrestle at one hundred ninety, bit over ten pounds, which is kind of perfect, you know. Like, um, we don't compete until November, so uh. Yeah, that's that's a sweet yeah, spot so, to um, be in. I definitely watch my weight and I watch what I put in my body all the time. So uh, I don't have to suffer when I when it comes to um, that Friday before um, uh, a tournament, you know? So um, usually it's only a couple pounds of water weight before a tournament and then um, I'm good to go. But yeah, I always now now that I'm older I understand that it's not like do or die with weight cutting. It's like, if you, the, if you manage your weight better and you diet and you do it the right way, you will feel a hundred times better than cutting weight. Because I remember when I used to cut down to 84, um, I would cramp so bad and I would feel so sluggish and tired and dehydrated still, even after eating and drinking after weigh-ins, um, just because I was cutting so much weight. Um, and that was really early in my career. So I wish I could have um, stayed 97 all year round and just got better at wrestling instead of, you know, killing myself the first half of the season and then have to bulk back up to 97 and be a small 97 pounder that year, you know? So oh yeah, yeah definitely um, watch your weight and watch what you put in your body. Um, so you don't have to kill yourself. And Um, I'm probably not a good example now because I know a lot of guys that are at lower weights, cut more weight than I do, especially me being a bigger guy. Um, so yeah, just, uh, the advice I gave previous, just listen to that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I can't argue with that, man. Well, as we're wrapping up here, I'm going to ask you a quick series of questions, starting off with top, bottom, neutral, or (laughs) <laughs> your favorite or your go-to move and then something to end off with as a piece of advice or a tip for somebody who's an aspiring high school or collegiate wrestler that's trying to do the best that they can that came from similar circumstances so again start with top bottom neutral defer
1: on um, top bottom neutral or defer that's always a tough question because that's like a how how are you? Yeah, situational, uh, um, right? Usually, um, <laughs> I always have close matches. It's just the style I have, um. So I usually de- defer and give that guy the choice, so I can see what I get in the third, you know, and uh, so I get choice in the third. Um, yeah, that's that's probably the best choice for me. Um, is just deferring if it's my, um,
0: You put the ball yeah, in their court. Exactly. Essentially. Ah, yeah. See, that's the elements of wrestling I never really got privy to. Was like the tactical, strategic side. It was always just like, all right, how do I outmove the person in front of me? Um, you can drop a lot of matches that way, ladies and gentlemen. Don't yeah. try it. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so tell me your favorite move then. What's your favorite takedown? You know, whatever, whatever it is, uh, whether it's a takedown or. Um, just a uh, position that you're able to, to get enough riding time kind of let me know what yeah that looks um, like for you
1: being older and wiser it's just like uh, now in college it's always getting to your single leg so uh, getting to your single leg takedown no matter what type of finish or setup you like doing just get to your single leg score points early and often that's kind of like um, what I try to preach and get at right away so you know get to your single legs uh, high pace offense all that kind of stuff.
0: Great. And to end us off with, can you give any of our listeners, younger, older, again, aspiring to either be a high school or collegiate wrestler, a piece of advice that's going to help carry them through? Yeah,
1: just um, work your hardest and don't overthink. Um, A lot of my downfalls have come from overthinking. And if you trust your training and you put in the work and you do all the right things, good things will happen. And that's kind of what I did throughout my career is I you know I did all the right things and you know um, I'm obviously not material but um, from what I started at and what I am now there's a huge difference so yeah just work your hardest and don't overthink just trust the process
0: I really like that man I really like that and before I let you go here today can you give our listeners uh, an idea of how they can tune into your matches and just kind of keep up with your. Yeah. So
1: um, some of the tournaments that I'll be wrestling at this season will be um, available on track wrestling. So if you're track wrestling, um, if you have an account through them, you can definitely see the opens I will be competing at. Um, Follow life U wrestling uh, on Instagram. Uh, They'll stream some of our stuff. Um, or on Facebook, Um, there's a lot of ways you could uh, see me compete this year. And if you live in the South, um, there will be a lot of opens I will be at uh, because season's starting November, and it runs all the way till March. So uh, it's a really long season.
0: Yeah, November 3rd is the season opener at the Georgia Open, Um,
1: correct? Yeah, I I think so. I'm not 100% sure on our season because – COVID, COVID related, related exactly. So um, yeah. everything is still up in the air, but you know, I'm still going to prepare for it and be on weight and be conditioned for everything. Yeah, exactly. And just be ready for anything that's on our schedule.
0: 100%, man. Well, I am rooting for you. I am uh, definitely one of your biggest fans uh, watching you develop over the last few years and, Just knowing the humble athlete that you've been uh, as a high school wrestler, seeing where you've been, it's no surprise to me that you're the most improved, not only on your team in college, but even in high school. Uh, So I am really honored to have a chance to talk with you today, man. I appreciate you setting aside an hour of your day to join me on the show today. If you are looking to get in contact with Bakker, uh, and you want to follow his journey? Go ahead and look up his Instagram. Go ahead and yeah, it's b
1: underscore hadlon one ninety seven. It's just my the first initial of my first name underscore my last name one ninety seven. Um, yeah, you guys can follow me there.
0: Well, great! Thank you so much, Bakker, for coming on to the show, and thank you to every one of the listeners out there that took the time to listen to Bakker's story and spend some time. Uh, listening to us, caught it up a little bit. If you are not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do that. We are looking to build our subscriber base there, and there's more content for you to follow, more guest casts on our channel. If you're looking to get a video version of the podcast, uh, thanks again, Bakker. I certainly want to catch up with you uh, postseason and see how things are going and kind of what your plans are moving forward, man. But for now, I wish yeah, you the definitely. best of luck, and I know you're going to yeah, do great, thank you brother. so much.
1: Thank you for having me, and thank you for the kind words. Good luck with everything.
0: Thanks, yeah, brother. Have well. a good one. Bye.